Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting Chicago. My name is Joey Christopoulos. Today's episode is brought to you by who else? BetOnline.ag. And look, it is the month of June. It is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and BetOnline is where you can find it. Basketball and hockey playoffs, baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures. BetOnline is all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to the website right now or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod today. It is another special edition of Bracketology. Today's category, Chicago Summer. We have eight strong seeds lined up tournament style, and today we're going to crown a champion. Creator and resident guest, Hoops Hancho, and today's referee for the events, it is Mike Choi. Mike, tell us how we're going to play. Well, Joey, after a long absence uh, from getting back home to Chicago because of all the various COVID restrictions, I'm happy to announce that we are both separately finally getting our opportunity to return home. Uh, so in light of our triumphant returns, uh, we thought we'd celebrate the occasion by dedicating a quick bracket to the best things we're looking forward to Chicago. So, uh, yeah, man, this one this one's going to hit uh, near and dear to our hearts. Well, we got to bring in the rest of our panel today. It's a three-hander, and who else better to bring onto this pod to talk about it? He's got 10 Chicago summers under his belt. It is Dan Sanders. Joyce, hello, Dan. Hello, guys. If there's one thing I love talking about, it's Chicago winters. (laughs) (laughs) No, but actually, I do think that Chicago summers don't exist without Chicago winters, right? So I'm going to talk about what I love about Chicago winters all day today. No, I'm kidding. That's a great point. Uh, That is a great point. We're always going to be referencing the Chicago winter, right? Because that's what it is. It's the yin and the yang, right? Like, I love this in Chicago summer because of the Chicago winter. And that's the other end of the sentence. So let's just dive right into it, Mike. We've got eight strong seeds here. We're going to name our seeds, and then we're going to start getting into the brackets and explain a little bit more about what each seed means as we go along. But what are they, Mike? Yeah, exactly. We'll get into detail what each of these specifically means. But our number eight seed is downtown proper. Our number seven seed is local watering holes. Our number six seed is Chicago parks. Our number five seed is Chicago rules softball. Our number four seed is all the neighborhood Chicago street fests. Our number three seed is Chicago baseball. Our number two seed is dining al fresco. And our number one seed, not to be confused with another NBC spinoff of One Chicago Wednesday, we're talking Chicago water. (laughs) Dick Wolf, you've done it again. I was going to say, a lot of these sound like Netflix shows, right? Like downtown proper. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Dining al fresco. It's got Guy Fieri and Rachel Ray just battling it out. (laughs) William Peterson returns to NBC with Chicago water. You know, let's do Chicago. Let's do a one seed versus the eight seed. Chicago water versus uh, the number eight seed downtown proper. Mike, before we dive into it, why don't you give the listeners just a little bit more of some detail on what we mean by downtown proper? For me, uh, when people who aren't from Chicago uh, typically think of Chicago, downtown, uh, and we're talking about, roughly speaking, we're talking about the loop up towards like the Magnificent Mile and kind of everything in between, whether it's the Gold Coast, you know, River North, you know, this whole kind of area that when people stereotypically think of Chicago, this is probably the area they're envisioning. So 
we don't necessarily, you know, when we first conceptualize this pod, we don't want to necessarily do the, you know, all the stereotypical tourist traps that you can find in any Google search, right? I mean, anybody can do that. Uh, we kind of want to get a little bit more into our Chicago roots by uh, 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 naming things that are, you know, not so obvious. But with that being said, there, I mean, there is a reason places become tourist traps in any given city, because that's the things that people want to continually see in that city. We're talking about Navy Pier, we're talking about the Sears Tower. So, yeah, man. I mean, I think we do as as cliche as the downtown area may be for people from Chicago. We do have to give it credit and then, you know, kind of discuss that. Yeah, it's the eight seed, right? And like, I mean, even if, you know, I'm born and raised in Chicago, it doesn't mean I haven't spent a day walking up and down Michigan Avenue, right? I mean, as a little kid, you love going to the Nike store. You know what I mean? You love going into the big mall that is like, you know, floors and floors and floors of shops and restaurants and stuff like that. A lot of places were like, the Let Us Entertain You, uh, you know, food franchise that got a real hit there down in that shopping mall area. And Dan, hop in on this one because there's really nothing better. We used to work down in the loop ourselves at a place called Ed DeBevix and nothing better Classic. than a family of eight walking in with a bunch of shopping bags. Easy money. You see that family of eight walk in with those shopping bags because, you know, all they want is to please those kids. Just get a couple of an hour and a half respite to let somebody else manage their their nerds. Uh, you know, my my introduction to Chicago was the loop. I live my first my first address in Chicago was 425 South Wabash at the Herman Crown Center from Roosevelt University, man. So that South Loop was is my old stomping grounds. I mean, there's so much there everywhere through the loop from Gene and Giorgetti's. If you want, I think the best cut of beef in that in that city. Um, you've got the the classic staples. Uno's is down there. Duo's is down there. Right. Ed DeBevix. You've got. Al's beef is right there. You've got, you know, the the food capital of Chicago, everything sort of that you want about Chicago exists there. Berghoff's is down there. When, when I lived there, Berghoff was always going in and out of business. So they always had these crazy specials where like you could basically go in and eat the restaurant out for 20 bucks because they just <laughs> wanted to get people in the door. Uh, but I, and then everything that's iconic to downtown Chicago from Buckingham Fountain to the Bean to Grant Park, like, I mean, yes, they are they are cliche, but they're cliche because they drive so much. It's so beautiful. That stretch of 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 coast right there with Buckingham Fountain and you see the the museum campuses and all the way up into the skyline. I mean, it's just it, it's 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 like Mike was saying, it's ubiquitous. It's what people think of. I'm going to use that word a bunch today, by the way. <laughs> it was on my calendar of new words learned uh, yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful part of chicago i mean like you know 70 percent of it closes at 6 p.m but you know what i mean like there's there's that going for it mike hop in i will argue that living in la has actually made us appreciate downtown that much more because you know there, there what is downtown la you know only in the last like five to eight years has it even become remotely kind of this area that people go to but prior to that and even still for most uh, Angelinos today, downtown is not where you go. It's, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, I love LA, but it's, it's overall, it's a sprawling suburb, right. For most of the city. So I think for me, having lived in LA now only makes me appreciate this metropolis, right. That Chicago is because, you know, for my money outside of New York, Chicago is the only place that I think of when I think of a city in the United States. That's such a great call, Mike, because I think if we were playing this game in Los Angeles, right. I do not know if, downtown LA 
gets into a top eight seed. The reason why downtown proper is an eight seed for this one in Chicago is unless you're going down there for work and food, there's a chance uh, unless you bring in someone else in that maybe, as we mentioned, the tourist aspect or someone maybe from the burbs, you're not really like marketing on your calendar of like, hey, let's go hit this up. And that's why I think it's an eight seed right now. For sure. For sure. I mean, knowing those streets down, I did five seasons at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater. I was down there and I was on Navy Pier. I mean, my relationship with that fucking place, Jesus Christ, my... <laughs> but I call I I call it home for a lot of my life in Chicago. But man, the, honestly, Grand in Chicago, down around State in Michigan, are just like incredible streets. They're so alive at all. Well, like you said, maybe not past six p.m., Joey, but like in the middle of the day, that heartbeat is thumping, baby. <laughs> right, but like the Mag Mile, all of that, like. Man, that part of downtown, and there's so much more to just that little part of downtown too. West Loop has totally blown up in the nearly 10 years that I've lived out here. It's a whole new place now. You know, downtown Chicago is what you think of. I love that you said that, Mike. For those of us that live there, you know it's all about the neighborhoods. But when someone from outside of Chicago thinks of Chicago, they think of the skyline, they think of the Bean, they think of Grant Park, they think of Pritzker Pavilion, even though they may not know how to say that. Um, they think of the Art Institute, you know. I, and this is this is this is what happens is, and this is going to come off a little Chicago snobbery, but people are listening to this, I think, because they love the city of Chicago so much. You know, we we are like, oh, Navy Pier, like Navy Pier is still beautiful, right? Like we just don't go there. It's like a, it's talking about an abundance of riches, I think, is what we're getting at here, and why the eight seed is downtown proper. It's going up against the one seed right now, Chicago Water. You know, Dick Wolf, he's been, you know, no, no, I'm, but no, but for real, like Chicago water, obviously, is, we're talking the lakefront here. We're talking Lakeshore Drive. We're even extending this up to like, you know, Mike, you talked in the pre pod about, you know, the Wilmette Beach area. Once the summer hits, people want to go outdoors. We only have so many days to be outside in the sunshine. So if you are not outside in the sunshine, something is wrong with you when you're wasting an opportunity. And Chicago water has a big part to do with that. You know, we have harbors, we have like little boat, we have boats that you can kind of zip up and down. I mean, I, I, this is a one versus an eight seed. This is probably going to be an easy win for Chicago water, and we're going to get a lot more into it. Oh, I, I think you're absolutely right, Joe. And, and what I love about Chicago Beach is, you know, you talked about from from the loop basically up north to all the way. To where I grew up in Wilmette, yeah, and, and further. There's some beautiful beaches down south, too. 50 sec- 52nd Street Bridge, 63rd Street Bridge. Those yes, are yes. Those are beautiful beaches. Um, but, yeah, I mean, North, uh, the North Avenue Beach, Montrose Beach, those are, again, ubiquitous to Chicago summers, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, Chicago, and not only that, you know, Mike, I know that we're not talking about the, the stereotypical kind of cliche tourist traps, and I know you mentioned this, and you're probably going to talk about it, but that architectural boat tour is amazing, and it is something that every single time somebody asks me for my suggestion on what to do in Chicago, as the first thing out of my mouth, I tell them to take the architectural boat tour. It is so awesome. The people that run that thing are so knowledgeable. They tell you so much about Chicago, and it's just a beautiful. The, the views are awesome. Yeah, Mike, Sorry, I'm, I'm going to open this up for you right here because I think we're about to knock the 8C downtown proper out. We like it a whole lot. It's a beautiful part of Chicago, and it's commerce and everything. But I mean, if you're going to do anything touristy there, you know, the Chicago River Boat Tour, the Architectural Boat Tour, I mean, those are must-dos. Uh, have at it, my friend, on Chicago water. 
No, yeah. I mean, you guys nailed it on the head. Uh, the one thing I make sure to do every time I go home, this is this is no joke. I do one of those Chicago River boat tours because, you know, the thing we want to also mention when we talk about Chicago water, we have the whole element of the Chicago River on top of all the beaches on Lake Michigan that like, you know, I'm going to save my bullets because the, you know, <laughs> Chicago, Chicago water is going to go far. All I'm going to say is this in regards to, you know, whether we talk, we're talking about the river, whether we're talking about Lake Michigan, I would argue that there, you know, this combo of, you know, the lake, which it always amazes me when people see Lake Michigan for the first time. And I, I think they kind of envisioned like a park district pond. I don't know what well, they're envisioning. They and then like they can see the other side of yeah. it. And, and, and then, you know, I, it's always, yeah, there, people are always in awe that it's like literally an ocean. Right. Uh, uh, and then, you know, then when you bring in the Chicago river that literally bisects the heart of downtown, I don't know of many other cities that have that kind of, of of scenario you know maybe venice i'm not I, i've never been and then you can't even necessarily necessarily say new york because you know they have the hudson but the hudson doesn't intersect Times square um so that's right. literally in essence what the chicago river is doing it's it's you know cutting directly in the middle of what we just spoke about downtown so it's 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 a scenario that i don't think is equally matched anywhere else in the world or very seldom. Yeah, I think I'm going to call right now. It looks like Chicago Water is going to take down downtown proper here right now. Thanks for coming to play. Thank you for the American Girl Store. Thank you for FAO, uh, FAO Schwartz and the, the Nike Store and all the wonderful things down there. Um, but we're probably going to move on to our next seed right now. This one's going to be pretty fun. I'm excited about this one. The number two seed, Dining Alfresco versus the number seven seed, Local Watering Hole. So when people say Dining Alfresco, let's just be very clear here. We wanted to incorporate all aspects of consumption of food, something that we know and love very much in Chicago. So, yeah, Dining Alfresco could be anywhere from, you know, going out on those outdoor patios to maybe that barbecue that your buddy finally wants to throw on that, that new apartment that he moved into with the back patio porch and all that good stuff. Versus number seven, local watering hole also could be, you know, you just your favorite bar, your favorite place to go to, you know, get a group of buddies together and, you know, actually walk into a bar without taking off 10 layers of clothing and sitting down at a table. Uh, Mike, you want to hop in first here? How do you kind of weigh these two uh, opponents against each other? You know, this is where we're going to cheat a little bit with both these categories, because I think this will be a good time for both of these uh, seats to kind of talk about our favorites. Right. Because uh, it's that thing where. um Dining Alfresco to me, and again, we're going to bring up Chicago winners, right? Because it's like this whole idea that like you've waited so long, you've waited so long to, for springtime to finally come for the temperatures to finally like creep up into like even the 50s. It, it, but basically once those temperatures, early spring creeps up into the 50s, everyone's like, we are eating outside. Um, one of my favorite neighborhoods to dine Alfresco is Wicker Park, like literally Wicker Park during the summertime. I mean, every, it, it's just nonstop. Everything is out on the patios, you know, whether we're talking about Small Cheval, whether we're talking about Big Star. Um, but yeah, man, you just, it's, it's that thing where, the vibe in Chicago during the summer, any time of year, but especially during the summer where people are just out on the streets and that energy that just the carpe diem of it all cannot yeah, be underestimated. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's such a such a great experience. And, you know, we have a little bit of that L.A., but I, I mean, it's times 10, in my opinion, in Chicago. For, for everybody that spent a little bit of time in Chicago, like has actually spent years in Chicago at a time, there's like a week in April where Chicago teases the fuck out of you. 
and it gives you like a week of 60 degree weather and you're like holy shit it's over we're out we're in we're, we're, into, the, we're into the clean and then all of a sudden it smacks you in the face in those first couple of years you will be tricked right but what you've really got to look for is when the restaurants start building those patios outside that's your sign that's your sign that winter's done and we're coming out and it's going to start to get a little warmer, man. And I'll tell you what, that, that really did something for my seasonal depression and my psyche, seeing those patios get built. One, it also, I worked in restaurants in Chicago my entire life there. It also meant more money because those patios bring more people, gives you more seats, gives you more money, more shifts, right? I think seven might actually be a little bit of a Cinderella story here in, in this in this bracketology, because one thing that might be more ubiquitous to Chicago than Chicago summers and Chicago sports is drinking in Chicago. Uh, and, and local watering holes, I think, play are, are sort of the backbone of, <laughs> of Chicago in a way. Mike, uh, hop in on this one, man. Where are you leaning right now between these two? Because these are pretty evenly matched. Well, let's, you know, uh, let's give the listeners a little bit of a backstory. The, the, when we initially conceptualized this, we were trying to conceptualize what captures a vibe, right? And so I actually think if, if we're talking about from a vibe standpoint, local watering holes, uh, and Dan, you literally just talked about it. I, I think that represents the vibe of like, when I'm going back home, outside of doing that like riverboat tour, right? I am making sure I'm calling up my best buddies to this day and being like, hey, when are we meeting? You know, uh, my best friend bought property in a, a old town pretty early on when it was still really up and coming. And so now he's got a place there. Now he's kind of doing pretty well with the property. But uh, so for me, like old town is like my stomping grounds when I go back to the city and visit him. So whether we're talking about like the old town alehouse, Wells on Wells, old town social, um, that's what I am most looking forward to. So Joey, and you kind of uh, touched upon it too. I don't necessarily care about the actual location, but it's that vibe of man, I'm meeting with my buddy, John. We're going to grab a beer. We're going to catch up. You know, it's been a year since I've been in town. This this time around, it's going to be close to two years. But so for me, if we're talking about what captures the vibe of going back home, this is actually a pretty strong contender. Man, you're bringing up a good point. And maybe you're swinging my vote right now, because I guess to your point is, you know, when you're in your 20s or what, whatever, like in the wintertime, you're probably only going to what, like maybe two bars, the bar that's closest to you. And maybe the other bar that's closest to your buddy, and you kind of like go, yeah, long Dan, long room, you know what I mean? Uh, I was going to say the, the, the closest part of where you live, or the closest part of where you work. Those are those are the where, yeah. where you go yeah. around, yeah. like in the winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the summer is that opportunity to actually branch out and go to the bigger bars or whatever, or a bar you've never been to, or a bar in a different neighborhood, or whatever it is. Now you're down at Five Corners having a night out, you know, doing Five Corners in the middle of January. It's it, it can be tough. It can be really tough. You know what I mean? So I, I'm kind of getting swayed a little bit. Dan, final thoughts before we vote. Yeah, I just want to say, like, Joey, what would a summer be? And I get it. We did it in the winter, too. But what would a summer be without karaoke at the Blue Frog? What would summer be without hitting up Holiday Club and going out and smoking 25,000 cigarettes on the patio before we go to <laughs> Nick's Uptown? What, it'd, be what, a, it'd be a healthier summer is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I think those those, those places are, are summer to me, even though I spent just as much time there in the winter those places are summer to me so dan uh follow up with you man it's time to vote man number two dining al fresco versus number seven local watering hole what do you got i got an upset number seven's taking a local watering hole wow very interesting mike uh i got a feeling where you might be leaning what are what is your choice 
Real quick, I want to give a quick shout out to, because I know it's it's become reimagined since we've moved away, but I, I want to give a shout out to the Riverwalk that has really become this place yeah. to go to uh, in the last five years. So that's something new that I've now since been looking forward to go home, uh, visit every time I go home. But yeah, man, just, you know, I don't know what those steps are called that they've built where you can kind of just lounge on the steps right by the river, like the giant stairways. But then, you know, you have like, all the restaurants and bars and like a Chicago winery, I think is, is one of the, like kind of the mainstays on the river walk now, but that, that place is an amazing time to just, um, they've even incorporated, uh, the last time I was home, I saw it, um, on the, on the merchandise mark, they do every night, like this, uh, light show against the, uh, uh, the, the facade. So it's like, even at nighttime, you can go out there and, and kind of see the, the light work kind of displayed on the, on the merchandise yeah. mark. So that might sneak into our next round in a different seed that we're about to bring yeah, up. Yeah. But I had some buddies that were involved in some uh, some light design for those types of nighttime shows. Oh, nice, nice. And I'm I'm with you, man. Like, uh, it's like a watering hole slash Chicago water slash activity, dude. That the yeah, river yeah. really changed and kind of a non uh, a hidden gem a little bit. Um, so wait, oh, what's, yeah, your I mean, what's your vote? It, I'm, I'm, I, I got to go watering hole though. Cause that's still to me is like, that's, that's, uh, that, that's friendship, right? That's just, that encapsulates friendship to me. I'll be honest, man. You guys have kind of swung me here. I was kind of had my, my heels dug in on dining on Fresco just because of summer barbecue, um, whether it's, you know, at a family's place or whether it's at your buddies who's doing it poorly and he burns all the burgers. There's just something <laughs> cool about sitting on that porch, uh, as the sun goes down and, you know, and you know literally crunching down on a burger but i'm with you man watering hole is gonna win you guys uh moving on to the next round this one is okay this one's intense so let's just keep in mind gentlemen uh one of these is gonna win and move on to another round but it's the number three seed chicago baseball that's either like a day at wrigley field or a night in wrigleyville versus uh or chicago white Sox. you know hanging out in bridgeport going to a game there taking the l down or number six Chicago Activities. Now, Mike, uh, open us up on this one here because we try to keep this pretty general, but Chicago Activities really kind of encompasses a lot of maybe some of the tourist traps that Chicagoans don't necessarily visit anymore, but are still really important to the culture of a Chicago summer. Well, you know, and specifically, we're talking about activities in the Chicago park system, right? And so the the highlight of that is Grant Park slash Millennium Park. Um, you know, uh, I think, uh, in, in, in my opinion, I don't think it's underrated in Chicago, but people outside of Chicago aren't as familiar, but Lincoln Park is pretty amazing, you know, so when you kind of use those three as the uh, uh, benchmarks of what the Chicago park system is, that, in my opinion, rivals, uh, you know, any of the parks in, uh, why can't I think of the park in New York, um, Grand Central or Central Park, and then out here at Griffith Park, right? So, um, yeah, man, I mean, you know, if anybody who's ever had time to walk, uh, Lincoln Park and go into like a world-class zoo that's free. And then on top of that, walking around like the North and South pond, and then you just kind of see the great views of the skyline. That's amazing. And then, you know, we have, you know, all the festivals, uh, Lollapalooza is every bit as big as Coachella. And that happens in uh, Grand Park and then Pritzker, you know, pavilion. There's, there's always a summer music series, a screening of a movie and so forth. So yeah, man, it's, that's, that's, uh, that's that's a that's a pretty impressive list of uh, uh, things that you can do uh, in the Chicago Park system, and and we're just talking about three of them. Yeah, it's intense. I mean, they got Ride Fest coming in September. I mean, we would be remiss not to add Taste of Chicago in this list, even though it's now defunct. I mean, that was something that we all grew up with. That was a huge, huge deal for for many many years. 
Dan, uh, baseball versus Chicago activity. You know, this is this is this one's really tough, right? And maybe we should look at this through the prism of our mid thirties eyes, because I'm I might be just voting on this one of what would I rather do, right? Like, what would I rather do now if I'm going to Chicago, which I am in a couple of weeks? If you were going to Chicago tomorrow, are you going to the baseball game? Or are you going to the big activity like a Lollapalooza if it was out in front of you? And of course, we're talking about this under the premise that everything is normal and clear and you know all that stuff aside. Yeah, it's a really, really good question. I mean, I think this panel here uh, holds a lot of bias towards sports. I think we all, we all, you know, cherish. Brought to you by BetOnline.ag. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, but I, I do think that given the opportunity, listen, would you, uh, are you asking me, would I take a general admission ticket to Lollapalooza or two tickets to a Cubs game and a Sox game now we're talking. on the same day? I'm yes. going to take, I'm going to take two tickets to the Cubs game and the Sox game over a general admission ticket to Lala. And here's why I'm 37. I don't have the golf cart taking me from stage to stage. Like we did <laughs> when we had artist passes but I do have an L train that takes me from stadium to stadium. Yeah, this one's really tough. It, I mean, obviously, baseball is something that is played every single day. We have two teams in town. You can see either one. The Cubs, you know, back in the day, and this is getting a little bit less and less as time goes on, but the Cubs used to play during the day and the Sox used to play during the night. In theory, you could spend your entire day watching baseball and it was only an L train right away versus something that's probably a little bit more, you know, this is the moment, this is the time, this is the weekend kind of thing you know mike uh where are you leaning on this one right now and after that i do want to kind of dive into a little bit of a wrigleyville versus bridgeport conversation just a tiny bit yeah let's be honest we stack the deck with chicago baseball as a seed because wrigleyville could be its own seed easily right and so not only do we include wrigleyville we included bridgeport you know the neighborhood that the Sox play in and then we talked about we're talking about the Sox. we're talking about the cubs you know for me i'm officially a white Sox fan but i'm definitely one of those people that have never hated on the cubs i want the cubs to do well because it's chicago and i think even more so now that i live in la i just root for anything chicago so if that loses my chicago baseball card so be it but you know there's a reason why they go to a cubs game in ferris bueller's day off right um Here's the word cliche again, but when a lot of people outside of Chicago think of Chicago, they probably think of going to a Cubs game at Wrigley Field on a summer afternoon. That's probably a lot of people's vision of what, you know, Chicago sports is, Chicago is. So, again, uh, yeah, we have so many things to dive into, and I'm, I'm glad you brought uh, – we'll talk about, like, the neighborhood versus the neighborhood because, Dan, in our in our pre-pod uh, talk, yeah, you there's this perfect dichotomy that we can talk about about Wrigleyville and Bridgeport. And while Bridgeport will never be Wrigleyville, it doesn't have to. And it's still pretty amazing. So, um, yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of things to uh, jump into on this one. I've long debated this with people like, you know, there's this whole vibe about, uh, you know, socks, whatever we want to call it, guaranteed rate. I just call it whatever Comiskey, whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. About, exactly. Like, you know, it about the neighborhood and all this other. Honestly, it's honestly bullshit. If you spend time in Bridgeport, it's actually a really nice neighborhood. And right next to the park is a beautiful, huge open, uh, open park area with like a swing set and a kid's playground and all that other kinds of stuff. And what I would say to White Sox fans, because the, the knock that I think that is true is that Wrigleyville just has more at your fingertips. You walk out of Wrigley and honestly, you can pick from 20 different bars and maybe 10 different restaurants. Right. And it, it's pretty much right there in front of you. And the Sox fan will go, wait a second. We got a bar here and a bar there and a bar there. And that's true. But they make you work for it. 
there's really only two bars that if you were to get on the L, get off the L, or drive down there and park, there's probably maybe only about two or three places that you could actually really theoretically walk to pregame, postgame, and actually go there and have yourself a good time. Everything else is a little bit off off the cuff just a little bit and that's what just what changes it for me but bridgeport's a beautiful area it's awesome i think tailgating at a white Sox game is super fun and it's just a different vibe and i mean you know wrigleyville for me is really funny where i've had so many great memories there but the one that i keep reminding myself of a, have you ever walked out of a bar in wrigleyville at like 12 30 at night I mean, it's like it's like straight up out of almost like a George A. Romero movie. Like it's crazy. Like there's a dude like puking his guts out on the left. There's like sirens and stuff. There's some like drunk broad across the street just like screaming, screaming her face off. You know what I mean? Like it is it is total bedlam. So, you know, the hunky dory, friendly confines, friendly cub stuff. If you've ever really truly done a night in Wrigleyville and walked out those streets late at night, it's a different story. Mike, hop in. And there's a greater discussion to be had about gentrification of both neighborhoods and, and and how that is a positive or negative thing, depending on how you look at it. But I know for me growing up, there was a certain sense of street cred of going to a Sox game, because especially when I was growing up, it hadn't kind of had any of that gentrification period yet. So, you know, you're talking about the Robert Taylor homes. You're talking about like literally hearing about their, their gunshot holes in old Comiskey, right? From like people just shooting at Comiskey. So there was definitely uh, like, yeah, I'm earning my street cred by going to a game a Sox game and you know we talk about Wrigley Bulls games Bulls growing up it's kind of the same that's kind of the same Same thing same thing and you know we talk about Wrigley and again like it's, it's great to have everything localized and um you know it is like Mardi Gras I mean there is like a Mardi Gras type festive feel when it's a game day uh in Wrigleyville but I think we have to admit there's also a sense of uh there's a little bit of douchery uh, that that occurs in Wrigleyville, um, at, at least in my opinion. So, you know, it, it's that thing where like, you know, when we talk about, this will be an interesting conversation to have in terms of like when we talked about the handful of bars. For me, it's Sluggers because I had a friend who uh, worked at Sluggers uh, before I moved. And so that, I, I think everybody has a friend that works at a bar in Wrigleyville. I, I think it's one of those weird things where like, you all know that place. You can- the nice part about going back now, I think, Mike, is that if you hung around there long enough, when you go back, a lot of your buddies are now bar managers uh, of those said places. Yeah, and now yeah. all of a sudden, you're maybe only going to the same four or five bars, but them drinks, maybe free. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, again, when I talk about like the gentrification and kind of like the the, the little bit of douchery that's kind of happened to Wrigleyville, like, you know, for instance, I think the last time I went, uh, there was a bar called, um, I forget the name of the bar, but there was a pool. There was a pool in a bar in Wrigleyville. I'm like, there should be no bar or no pool in a bar in Wrigleyville. Uh, you know, the, the floor should be sticky. You know, there should be, you know, the, the, the burgers should be greasy. The beer should be cheap. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think there might be time. It might be time to vote. I'm personally, I'm voting for Chicago baseball on this one. Dan, where are you, go, where are you voting? Yeah, I, you know, I'm right there with you, Joe. I got the VIP pass on my arm and I got a crowd of 50,000 people chanting at me and my best friends, fuck you, VIP, while we're up on the jumbo truck <laughs> in Cambria. Uh, but I'm still taking I'm still taking Chicago baseball and Wrigleyville over that because like like I said earlier I'm 37 now man I can't I can't hang with the Gen Pop anymore in those festivals in those music festivals I'm a I'm an outside on the fringe type guy and I like my golf carts driving me to and from the food tent it used to be the beer tent for me now it's the food tent uh, and and. and <laughs> 
Uh, but yes, I'm taking I'm taking uh, Chicago baseball. Yeah, the VIP. The shoe was on the other foot, but man, that shoe was comfy. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't blame him. I saw the other side, and the pillows are very soft uh, on the landing spot there. Mike, where are you going here? Like I said, we stacked the deck with the number three seeds. So uh, we're talking about the dream team here. So it's Chicago baseball. Coming up next, this is kind of my favorite one. Now we're going to go local on this. Um, and this is probably for those listening. If you haven't actually lived in Chicago, this is the stuff that like that Chicagoans know about that maybe don't necessarily go on the brochure when you move to Chicago, but they're kind of maybe the fun of most fun activities you could possibly do. The number four seed is neighborhood street fest. Uh, guess what? Do you live in a neighborhood in Chicago? It's probably going to have a street fest in the summer versus the number five seed uh, softball in the park. That typically either happens in Grant Park or more maybe uh, a little bit higher up in the Buena Park area. We definitely played in the league, me and Dan. Uh, Dan, hit this one off here first. Um, I, I love these two. These are two like local. These are local Chicago moves right here. And uh, they're just they're maybe not the, the, the big plan of the month. But they're like the thing that you do on that Saturday, Sunday that really kind of fills in the gaps that makes Chicago summer amazing. I'll tell you what, there's nothing I'll, I'll, I'll tell you both sides. There's nothing better than stumbling into the Old Town Art Fest. There's nothing better than like stumbling into Wicker Park Fest. Here's the flip side to that, though. There's nothing worse when you're running late for work or whatever shitty thing you have to do during a beautiful Chicago day than running into one of these fucking street street fest and it it completely derailing your trip to wherever the fuck you have to be that you're already late for and pissed off that you're already late to be so so there's a there's definitely two sides to this coin wow yes like and and I'm with you Troy like Old Town I think is one of the coolest places in Chicago and Old Town Art Fest is probably my favorite neighborhood street fest I love it. I've always thought it was just so cool and so fun, so eclectic, so artisanal. Um, and, and you know, I mentioned it a second ago too, Wicker Park Fest, uh, really fun as well. Um, Roscoe Village has really fun little street fests. Roscoe Village is also just this really like kitschy type fun place that I, I love walking through. Um, uh, so yeah, that's my take on street fest. And then softball is always just going to have such a soft spot in my heart because one, we, we got to play that with our friends. We were always so much worse than I always thought we were going to be. I thought like me and my friends are the best at everything. How are we getting our asses kicked day in and day out by, <laughs> by Chicago improv troops? <laughs> I will say um, the neighborhood street fest, super fun, right? But for the life of me, I've lived in, you know, I've lived in the Midwest, uh, almost my whole life until I moved to LA 10 years ago, you know, I, I would always get it wrong. I'd get it wrong every year. One, I'd always get sunburned Two, I would always overdress thinking I was going to look cool. Well, guess what? You're going to sweat. <laughs> You're sweating through that cool outfit. And number three, I'd wear like the wrong shoes. Like today's maybe not the day to do sandals for like the first time ever. Cause you just underestimate. You think it's like, Oh, it's just going to be this little walk. But no, it's like it's like a whole thing. You kind of go up and down. You're hanging out. You're in it. It's always a little bit bigger than you thought. So for that reason alone, because I personally screw it up, you know, neighborhood street fest uh, might not be able to beat softball. Mike, hop in. Where where are you on this one? Well, first, I think we should describe to the listeners what Chicago rules softball is. First of all, right. So in Chicago, they play a style of softball where you play with a a, a 16 inch softer ball than what most people play with uh, the traditional like hard 12 inch ball. Secondly, uh, you don't play with a mitt. You play with your bare hands. So you don't, in my opinion, you don't really ever earn your Chicago 
card, street cred card until you've dislocated a finger. On top of it, like, you know, for me, uh, you know, you were definitely in a league, at least one league every summer, but I had buddies who literally were in like four or five leagues and would literally be playing every night of the week uh, come summer, right? So, um, but then this kind of brings us full circle to kind of our our, our seed, uh, our, our local watering hole seed. The, the thing I most relished about playing in a league was going out to get drinks with my squad after the game. That was what I look forward to. I think that's probably the only reason I played um, because is there anything more? The other thing that we should tell the listeners, you only get two strikes. So regardless if it's a foul ball, regardless of, you know, it, it, you're, you're out if you've maxed out on your two strikes. So I, the sun will go down. The sun will go down no matter what happens. So you got to exactly. get exactly. Yeah. So I don't know how you guys felt, but it was kind of stressful back. Adding, uh, uh, just because it's like you just you didn't want to be that sucker that made like a foul tip out, you know, playing Chicago style fo- uh, football, Chicago style softball. So um, yeah, it's 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 uniquely Chicago. So if we're talking about Chicago summers, I mean that's that's a tough one to beat. Yeah, I just you bring up an excellent point, Troy, in that the you you would have a sponsored bar and you would go back to that bar afterwards and they would treat you legitimately like fucking kings and there would be yeah there'd be pizzas oh, and man. drinks ready yeah. for you yeah you'd get your pitcher specials and you'd play the boot game and you just like it was it was the best with 25 cent wings or 10 cent wings and because you played for that bar like your tab was usually cut in half on game nights it was just you know, the, for, for the listeners that don't know Chicago, for the longest time, and I think these rules have changed, you couldn't have happy hours in Chicago. So the way that people got around that was they had specials from day to day. So Monday would be like a $5 burger and you'd get a, a beer with your $5 burger or whatever. Tuesdays would be a taco day and, and $2 rolling. Taco and a 20 ounce pint of Jack Daniels, just for example. <laughs> for $7.50, you know? <laughs> Yeah, a thousand percent. Um, so uh yeah, man, those that 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 part of it, I'm gonna lean towards Chicago softball. Just yeah, I've got a I've got a soft spot in my heart for softball because of a lot of things that you guys have already mentioned. You know, a couple other things too is you know, you're you're obviously you're outdoors, right? More often than not, these softball fields are gonna be close to the lake, so you're getting a little bit of that breeze. You it's not so building oriented, you got a big open sky kind of in front of you. It's co ed. You know, most of the leagues that you got are co-ed. There's always one psycho on one team that takes everything like way too seriously. But for the most part, I love the fact that it was co-ed because it was sort of like everyone kind of got a little piece of the action. If you played whatever, 10 softball games, there was a chance that even the worst player on the team would have some sort of shining moment at one point or another. You would have friends and family ride up on bikes and sometimes they would like have beers with them. They would just sit on the grass for 10 minutes and just watch you and then just ride a bike home. And then, like you guys said, you go out afterwards, you have a sponsored place that's giving you pizza and beer where you can revel in your either success or failure with your friends. The chances are also in that Chicago summer, you're probably in the best shape you're going to be in all year. Right. After a long winter of, you know, the eight, the bones kind of aching a little bit, you pack down the pounds. By the time you're playing softball, you might be kind of moving the best that you've moved all year long, which also feels really good. And then my final one is, here's my favorite part. You'd be done by like 730 or 8. 
you'd go home and you'd shower and you had two options. Both of them are glorious. Option number one, you shower up and you just go right back out there and you have yourself just a great night, maybe with a new group of people or the same group of people. Or number two, you shower up, the sun's just kind of going down a little bit and you just kick back and relax and your body's kind of like fulfilled and like all juiced out. And you just have this beautiful Chicago chill out night the entire rest of the evening. It's kind of the best of both worlds. And the other part, it'd be on a Wednesday. You know what I mean? It was, it was, a, it was a Wednesday. It wasn't your weekend. It wasn't always diving into what you had going on. Mike, hop in. Uh, well, the one thing I will say about the street fest scene, um, you know, you guys both mentioned it earlier, like Chicago is uh, is a collection of neighborhoods. Right. And so, as you guys mentioned, like every neighborhood has its street fest during the summertime. Um, and it's so for me, it reminds me of being uh, in my 20s. It reminds me of because uh, let's face it, let's face it. I, this might not necessarily be politically correct but one of the great things i think we all look forward to and this is also for the women who attended the street fest was meeting other men meeting other women right it was kind of like speed dating before there was speed dating so um you know and th- so that was that was kind of like you know representation of my youth of like hey we're going to the street fest to have fun drink hopefully meet some girls have a good time and then also like you invariably got piss ass drunk at every one of these street festivals so much so that like you always had to like, it was always, you were always questioning, do I need to piss in an alley? Is this the one time I might get caught pissing in public? Because it may, it may be different today, but all I ever remember of any of these street fests, there was only like maybe two or three porta potties and then no bars, unless you were buying, we're going to let you use their bathroom bars if they were kind of along the line of that street fest. So it was always like, I've got to pee. I've got to pee. Where am I going to pee? So, you know, those are the two things that always, that whenever I think of street fest in Chicago, um, those are kind of the two recollections that, that, that really strongly remind me fondly of like being a stupid 20 year old. Uh, it's time to vote, and then I want to ask you guys a really fun question. Dan, Neighborhood Street Fest for softball. Where are you going? I'm going softball. Mike, Street Fest for softball. It's called Chicago-style softball, so we're going softball. Yeah, that's a full sweep right there. Just before we move on to the Final Four, I want to ask you guys a quick question. Mike, you brought up something really, really fun. Romantically, out of these eight seeds, Dan, which seed did you have probably the most romantic success? You know, that Chicago, that Chicago summer love meeting a lady. What was maybe not like me, not even like which one did you like get the most dates from or whatever, but which one do you think was like the best setup towards your personality towards meeting someone? Which one like really, when you look back, makes you feel romantic out of these eight seeds? Well, listen, there, I'm going to be real honest with you, Joe. There wasn't much romantic about my time in Chicago. It was a lot of clandestine love affairs deep in the night, <laughs> not really, not, not showing, not showing my face the next day for a while. <laughs> um, but it's interesting while we were talking about Chicago softball, I did want to say like, what is there a better thing to ask a new perspective lover to, to come see your softball? And then, like you said, man, I've got a bar that's sponsoring me and they're giving me really cheap pizza, wings and beer. Come on back. Hang out with my super funny friends. They're going to make me look like a fucking prince. You know, like, is there a better thing to ask a perspective new lover to? I don't think so. I think maybe Chicago softball is the best thing. I was going to, man, I just, yeah, the, the girl that you have a crush on and you're in left field and you see her riding up on her bike to your game, gets you weak in the knees pretty quick. Mike, uh, is it street fest for you? Did you, do you, 
uh, equate that out of these eight seeds closest with maybe the Chicago romance in your in your memory? Well, Dan, just, it was perfect. You have to differentiate, right? So for me, uh, the alfresco dining scene, that is, in my mind, perfect for that first date, second date, right? When you want to kind of like wine and dine, you know, a potential like relationship, right? And uh, yeah, there's nothing more romantic, in my opinion, than a Chicago summer uh, it's evening, you know, the sun is setting, you're sitting out on a patio. That's great. Uh, but as, as I clearly referenced prior, like when uh, we were on the prowl, uh, going to a street fest lended itself really well to that. Cause it's, again, everyone's kind of on the prowl. I think that's uh, for most people, single people who are going to these street fests, that's definitely in the back of their mind when they're going to these street fests, then you throw in the alcohol, then you throw in the summer heat. I mean, it's, it's made for being on the prowl. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So d- depending on the exact romantic scenario, it's Alfresco for one and Street Fest for the other. Gentlemen, it is time to hop into our final four here. We've got two more categories to go here. We got the number one seed, Chicago Water versus the number seven seed, Watering Hole. And we have the number three seed, Baseball versus the number five seed, Softball. Let's do the baseball versus softball right now. Dan. You want to watch the sport? You want to play the sport? You want to be the hero? You want to see the hero? Um, <laughs> does uh, softball have a chance in this one? Are we using the Cubs and Sox in their current iteration? Or are we using a different Cubs and Sox team? Like, what what's the level of play that I'm getting to watch right now? Is it is it a Cubs? Is it the 2012 Cubs? Or is it the 2016 Cubs? You know what I mean? Like, uh yeah, the Derek Lee, the Derek Lee and nobody else Cubs of our <laughs> of our college days. Yeah, right. right. These the White Sox teams. Yeah, that had Nikki Delmonico and Daniel Pelka on them. I think we're trying to discuss like uh, you, you're the idea of a perfect summer day. Is it you going out to the ballpark and doing the vibe, or is it you going to the ballpark to play the game softball? I, mean, That's I, what we're I, I, I do think that the the best for me the best part of the chicago softball game in the in the leagues that we played in wasn't necessarily the game the game wasn't necessarily the most uh uh competitive game necessarily it wasn't exactly the most well-oiled machine so the the fun for me with chicago softball were the nights after the games right um uh or the time spent with the people at the games but Chicago baseball, uh, you know, especially in Wrigleyville, you really do have a full experience with that day, that game, that whole neighborhood. And what I love about Wrigleyville is it's so uh, centralized. You go right just a little bit west and you've got the Southport Quarter. You go just a little bit north. You've got Holiday Club. You've got Bar on Buena. You've got Nick's Uptown. You've got really fun little areas up there. You go just a little bit east. You've got Boys Town and you got a hell of a good time out there, right? Like Wrigleyville to me offers so much. So I, I, I think, you know, I got to go Chicago baseball just for all of the opportunities that it gives you outside of itself. Yeah, that's a great point. I keep talking about Clark and Addison in terms of Wrigleyville, but Dan, that's where we made our bones was those adjacent neighborhoods. Um, and they were walkable. It wasn't like you had to go. It wasn't like you had to go too far to get to those particular areas. And yeah, it is surrounded by, you know, four really just really cool, cool areas that maybe don't have some of the craziness of, you know, the person that comes in from Des Plaines that gets so ripped that they're like puking on the sidewalk outside of the Taco Bell 
at 11 30 11 45 at night i think everyone could probably agree we could probably do without that um well, all you gotta do is just go a little yeah north south east west and you're right there mike um baseball versus softball here where are you going you can either get season tickets to the cubs and the Sox, or you can hit lead off for um <laughs> the the squirrel peninsula players uh in chicago the chicago theater improv league or the looking glass the looking glass the looking glass theater company is looking for a leadoff hitter mike and it could be you well, first, by the way, I did the research that that bar that has a pool uh, in Wrigleyville, it's called Deuces. And right away, the, the name Deuces uh, to me is like that. That sounds so douchey. But anyways, um, you know, I, I think let's let's be honest when you have a winning product that makes it more enjoyable to watch. But I will say regardless, Wrigley, uh, Wrigley Field and Wrigleyville are, are one of those rare instances where I don't think what happens on the field really affects your enjoyment of the game of the town afterwards or beforehand of the game. So I think that, that in that regard kind of makes it timeless. Um, the one thing I will say about softball, uh, it gives me something to aspire to if I ever uh, move back to Chicago, because invariably the best teams in those leagues, those guys are like in their forties, in their fifties, maybe some of them in their early sixties. And like, I, you know, you would think that they were in a professional sports league. They took it that seriously. It was like life or death. Um, so to that regard, like something to aspire to, like as you get older and seemingly in, at least in for Chicago South softball, get better at that. that there's something to be said about that because um, yeah, man, there is a, it's, it's that ability for, for, at least for most of us to kind of, it's the one last avenue that you can kind of really be a quote unquote sports athlete on a team still in your later years, at least for people in Chicago. So that it kind of represents that to me. That's why I keep sort of leaning towards softball on this because I'm just trying to look at these two situations as trying to like, right. What is the perfect scenario, right? Like let's even say like, you know, let's say both teams are good as they are right now, the white Sox and the Cubs, you know, a perfect day of Wrigley is, you know, for me was, you know, Sammy hits one, hits one out. Cubs win. It's a beautiful sunny day. Tons of laughs. You go out and you have a couple of drinks. But I mean, I don't know. What if you could go like four for five in a softball game? And you know, I don't know. Maybe you find one in the gap a little bit, and maybe the guy in right field who shouldn't be in right field all of a sudden has to chase down that ball, and you get that home run, and you walk off the field, and you get to go out with all your friends. I don't. It, this this one's really really tough for me. Uh, it might be time to vote for Dan. Are you going? Are you going baseball over softball? Is this what we're saying? I think I am now, but I just want to put out there that I've been sober for five and a half years, and I was not sober for a day in Chicago. And so much of my heart and my life were tied up in alcohol in Chicago. And there's nothing more <laughs> Wrigleyville than alcohol. So that that might be uh, that might be the edge, Mike. Uh, baseball versus softball. Uh, David versus Goliath. What do you got? Well, you know, I have to put it in the lens of kind of our overall theme, things I'm looking for when I return to Chicago. Had this been where I am living in Chicago, it would probably be softball. But in terms of going back, I don't think I would have no, I don't think anybody would throw me on their team for a game. Uh, uh, yeah. Who's that Korean guy? Let's put him out in a, you know, at shortstop, right? Like, uh, that's not happening. That's not happening. So uh, going back, whether it's a Sox game or a Cubs game, whether it's Bridgeport, whether it's Wrigleyville, it's got to be baseball for me. Uh, that's a great call. I, I did forget that we are going back in a couple of weeks, Mike. And if I got off the plane 
and I like went to a restaurant and someone's just like, Hey, we need someone for a softball game. Can you play? I might like wave them off, but if someone gave me a (laughs) ball game, I might go. Uh, this sounds like two to nothing baseball. I'm going to throw one vote out for softball just for funsies, just to put it out there because it deserves it. Um, it is a bit of a niche summer activity, but it looks like baseball is going to move to the final four and coming up one more to figure out. Chicago watering hole came out of nowhere with the seven seed to knock off dining alfresco. It's going to go up. So the seven seed watering hole is going to go up the number one Chicago water gentlemen. Let the games begin. I'm going to throw this one out there because we've said a lot of great things about Chicago water. Is it really that great? Now here's what I'll say. Uh, do we do it often in Chicago? No, we definitely try and get down to the lake at some point. Like I grew up, I had beach passes. We went pretty often. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, you're talking about the sand and everything. And then the two parts that are sticking out to me right now, and if someone can knock them down for one moving on Chicago water to the final is one, the lake is not even close to swimmable until probably August 1st or 5th. Um, unless like you really want to be a daredevil about it. And number two, how can, can Chicago water win this tournament? If Lake Michigan is a general punchline again, when we talk about the cumulative of the lake in terms of the river, in terms of, you know, all these different things that you can do both on water, whether it's, uh, and on land, whether it's, uh, playing volleyball at the beach, whether it's biking or running the bike path along Lakeshore drive. I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be a tough one to beat in my opinion. Yeah. And the other one I, I aspect too, as well as I love getting on a boat, getting on a boat and, and, and chopping up and down uh hanging out at the harbor and stuff like that i've had a lot of opportunities to do that in my day super really great time dan uh where, where are you going on this one it's a water versus water you know you, we talk we've talked about, little. yeah yeah we've talked about uh the skyline a whole bunch and what i will say is getting on a buddy's boat and heading out east into the water and then looking back i mean that view of chicago is just incredible man and on a on a beautiful summer night where it's been hot all day and now the the sun's gone down a little bit and it's cooling off you're on the lake it's like a a low to mid 70s you got a cold beer in your hands and you're looking at that city that you love with all of your heart there's there's maybe nothing better in the world than that however i think i gotta go watering holes on this simply because my experience and my memories in Chicago are so deeply tied to the experiences I had with people from the hours of 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., 5 (laughs) a.m. most nights of the week, right? My experiences in Chicago are in the back of bars doing comedy. My experiences in Chicago are at these places, carols at seven o'clock in the morning with Jimmy, uh, slinging drinks to to 70-year-old alcoholics that know each other better than they know their own family and hate each other but love each other and support each other to, uh, you know, the holiday club at night, uh, dancing people insane. Um, Blue Frog down in the loop. I got to give a shout out to Bar on Buena. I worked there for so long. Being a bartender in that town for so many years, you know, I met some incredible uh, other bartenders and was treated my last year in Chicago, I lived in Wrigleyville, and I don't think I paid for a single drink my entire year there because <laughs> they all knew I was leaving, and I had been a friend to them for 10 years as a bartender in Chicago. So, you know, I was treated like royalty that last year. Ooh, this one is tough. To your skyline point, that's a, such a great call when you take the boat out there and you start to look back in the city that you've been living in, and that skyline, I mean, that skyline is so good that even if, like, Godzilla was, like, riding up to that thing, 
to attack it, he'd still like pop his head out and be like, oh, shit, I got to get a picture of this. You know what I mean? Like he, he, would, he would like you would absolutely love it. Uh, it's that's hard to knock off. Mike, I, might, I think it might be time to vote, man. What do you what do you where are you going on this one? It's funny that you guys mentioned uh, uh, boating on the lake itself, because for me, that's actually a knock because I don't I don't mind uh, 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 cruising on the lake. But I did have a buddy who owned a boat. And one of the big things they want to do to your point was just go out there and just kind of like let the boat like waft on the on the on the waves. And it's pretty choppy out on Lake Michigan. So if you if you get seasick like I do. That's that's not a that's not a good experience. So that actually is a knock on uh, Chicago water for me. Um, the one thing I quickly want to say about the local watering holes, in my opinion, I don't know what you guys think, but I really think that the uh, the rooftop scene is an underrated commodity in the city. Because again, we're talking about one of the best skylines in the world. And to this day, like, I don't think a lot of my buddies really go to any of the rooftop scenes. You know, we're talking about the Jay Parker and Lincoln Park, uh, London House in the Loop, Utopian Tailgate, Joy District, Cindy's upstairs at Gwen. And to be able to like get for your that buddy, different- For your buddy Frank's, I mean, there was, there was a good, there's or, a good yeah. apartments that you could straight up go on the rooftop on and, yeah. and you can hang out for sure. But yeah, I don't I don't think when people uh, typically think about going and grabbing drinks and again, it's a, it's a little bit more of an elevated experience, <laughs> literally, uh, but in terms of like being a little bit more classy. And so, you know, it's not just a place you can necessarily drop into, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in board shorts and uh, slippers or sandals. But um, but yeah, I mean, that's a really underrated commodity. But if, 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 it, if we're talking about voting and we're voting right now, like I said, the one thing I still do when I go home is I take a Chicago River cruise. So I'm, my vote is for Chicago water. We've got ourselves a Cinderella situation. I'm going, I'm going watering hole on this one. The reason why for that is the water, the, the, the water isn't, it's a, it's a must do, but it's, it's not necessarily a must pull. Like you can't necessarily pull it off. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. You have to have kind of a couple of other things going for your, going in your favor just a little bit. There is, there's a chance that like, you know, maybe the lake is a little freezing, uh, there is a chance that the lake might be a little dirty. Um, there are outside elements that can kind of sort of augment what would be a perfect summer day and Chicago water might not just always give it to you. Mike, I'm with you, man. If you, if you people listening, if you've never done a Chicago river tour before, you absolutely have to do it. It is, it's, it's just so beautiful and unlike anything else, but I'm going with water hole again, because this might work out in the finals too, where it's like, you know, in the summertime, you want to see as many people as you can. Uh, as many friends as you can. And there's a chance that, you know, maybe you weren't able to see someone here, someone there, maybe someone from the suburbs comes down to the city. Um, it's no holds bar. You know, it's it, everyone just gets together and nothing matters. Uh, as long as you're all together and the watering hole helps bring that together. So we're in our final two right now. The number three seed baseball versus the number seven seed watering hole. We ain't no front runners in Chicago. We believe in underdogs here as well. So looks like we're going to have to try and crown a champion here. You know, baseball versus watering hole, it almost in Chicago is pretty much the same thing, except for maybe a presentation of athletics uh, in front of you in an open field. Uh, that might be the only difference in it. Um, but Dan, uh, perfect summer day in your mind right now. Money is not an option. Which which side are you going here? I would just like to uh, 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 submit for perusal by the panel. Uh, <laughs> athleticism my dancing in bars uh, at watering <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so dan uh give like give the listeners just kind of a little bit of a long short of let's just say the hustle that that you ran in college um which eventually did kind of sort of take on a life of its own 
I, I, re I can't really uh, tell that story without my hype man, which was you typically uh, being a part of that. <laughs> Joey, Joey would walk up to people and go, hey, you see that sort of chubby, out of shape white dude, uh, balding white dude? He's, he can out, I bet he can out dance you and would get these dudes like riled up enough to come get into a dance off with me for our bar taps. And let me just tell you, Mike, I've never lost a dance off. Mike, are we saying here that the number seven seed watering hole is going to win here? Because we're telling these stories. We're talking about these times, all of these fond, fond, fond memories does the seeing a baseball game as beautiful as it is and how much we love sports, is that really going to beat the eclectic versatile nature of, of meeting up with buddies at a, at a watering hole in Chicago summer? Well, listen, I mean, if we again are talking about what we are most looking forward to anytime we return for me, this is like goodwill hunting. Like, you know, I got to go see about a friend, you know, maybe not a girl, but I got to go see about a friend, you know? So I'll, I'll, I'll throw away those tickets to a Cubs game, to a White Sox game. If that means, you know, Hey man, I'm going to be grabbing drinks with my buddies when I go back home. Um, and the other thing, you know, again, we talked about the rooftop scene. The other scene that I think is, is, is really, I don't know if many people really get that, uh, the Chicago bar scene, just just the music scene, right? Like you can go to a ton of bars and see a lot of great local bands. You know, for me, that is encapsulated by the Empty Bottle in Ukrainian Village. Um, friend of the pod, Aaron Hagel, that's where he took me many years back and first introduced me to Gil Mantera's Party Dream. So um, I think the music scene in these watering holes is pretty phenomenal. The only thing I will mention about baseball, which is kind of like a weird thing to kind of reference as a positive, but, um, you know, we've all taken the L to the Addison stop to get off, right, to go to a game. Uh, it, it used to be just a function of travel. But for me now, riding the L is kind of an event in itself. You know, once again, we talk about different perspectives of the city that, you know, you can kind of see whether it's on a river tour or not. But again, that perspective of the city riding the L is pretty phenomenal. So that too is like something that like, in a weird way, I know I know people in Chicago go, you're you're an idiot. Like you get off the L as fast as you can and get your to your next destination. But for me, riding the L now that I go home, it's kind of like I'm I'm, I'm kind of cool riding to the next stop and the next stop and the next stop. I, I hear you. It takes on different forms for me, right? Where I, I grew up uh, in the Wilmette area, so the Purple Line, the Linden stop starts there. Getting on the Purple Line at Linden and taking it all the way into the city is you sort of see it change into more of the city atmosphere. It was such a cool feeling. Um, I, I feel the same way on honestly making that train stop from the brown line to the red line to get to 35th. If you're like in the loop or something like that, that's always a fun ride too as well. And I also remember the many, many days in college of waking up and not wanting to go to class and you're on that, you're on that thing and you miss the first train. And you got to wait that eight minutes and you got to stand on the platform and you're freezing your ass off. And then you get on there. It's crazy hot and it smells weird and it's crowded. And then you get off and you get to class and you take off all your clothes and you're sweating. You know what I mean? I, I remember uh, all of the facets and all of the colors and the flavors of doing that. And man, I just think, you know, you, you brought up a thing of what do you want to do when you go into town? When I go into town, this particular trip only, obviously I'm going to see family, but I really just want to go to a game probably more than I want to go to a watering hole, mm. but I'm voting, I'm voting watering hole on this one just because we just keep bringing up all these different memories and moments and just being at places. And you mentioned the music, man, dude, like if you live in Chicago long enough, you know, maybe you'll have a younger sister like I did who works the door from 11 to 3 a.m. at Kingston Mines and gets you a free <laughs> season pass 
So you can go to like, just see random, you know, blues or whatever on a Wednesday, Thursday night. You know, that's what being in Chicago is all about is having those types of things at your fingertips in conjunction with having an L that can get you there. And I think the watering hole is really like, it is, it's kind of the, the veins or like the capillaries, right. And like the bigger veins of what Chicago is, it all just kind of branches out and brings it all together. I think the number seven seed is going to win. It's getting my vote right now. Watering hole, Dan, you have watering hole. Uh, Mike, uh, d- is it baseball or is it watering hole, man? It is a clean sweep Cinderella story, man. Watering oh. hole wins the bracket. Our first one. That's awesome. That's great to hear. I love to see it. It worked through so many different scenarios, right? It made its way through. It took down, uh, what did it, it took down, took man, down, it took down water. It took down baseball, like took down dining al fresco it took down all the top four seeds yeah i think it's what we're getting at is we didn't rank it as a high seed right because it's not maybe the coolest thing you do but it's the lifeblood and it's the it's the stuff that kind of really makes chicago summers really special when you're able to get out there and explore it mike uh final thoughts man um are you ready to go are you ready to go home I mean, listen, you know, the watering holes ended up being the champion, but all of our seeds are winners, right? And I'm going to try to take advantage of every single one of those, except the softball, softball oh, portion. Because to, you, to, to, you, to your point, Joey, if somebody comes and asks me, hey, can you fill in tonight? It's probably not a great team and I probably wouldn't really enjoy it. So um, minus the Chicago softball, every one of these things are things that I am definitely going to take advantage of when I go home. So uh, looking forward to with it looking forward to it. And really now my, my appetite is ready, uh, both uh, literally and figuratively. Yeah. That's the detractor, right? Is every single one of these on the list. And Dan, you brought it up perfectly. If someone walked up to you right now and whatever it was a ticket, an opportunity to any of these eight seeds, you're gone, right? You're, you're, you're a puff of smoke and you're already, you know, halfway down the street. Softball maybe is the one that's up there. Um, final thoughts on this list. Uh, my friend from the city that you've known and loved for, you know, a decade. Uh, well, yeah, knew and loved it for as a, as a resident of it for a decade, have known and loved it as uh, still claim it as my hometown another decade later. Uh, Mike Joy, this was Bracketology's edition of Chicago Summer. A fun one. You know, th- I think this one was a little bit more um, just our opinions, our feelings, you know, our, our, our vibes, our beliefs. Uh, but it was a really great time, man. Uh, great having you back on. Great topic. And hey, man, enjoy the 3 one too. Yeah, you as well, Joey. I will. We'll be ships passing in the night, uh, but <laughs> but we'll both have a great time and we'll have a story to tell for sure. Today's episode of Bracketology, I'm Betting Chicago with Joey Christopoulos. It's brought to you by betonline.ag. Make sure you head to the website because it's free to sign up and you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Thank you so much for listening to this pod. We got more pods and more Bracketology pods coming up all through July. So make sure you stick around to check that out. Thank you so much for listening to this one. Until then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. We will talk soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.